Etruscan addicts, drugs not yet synthesized, black marketeers of World War III, excisers of telepathic sensitivity, osteopaths of spirit, investigators of infractions denounced by bland paranoid chess players. What is going on, guys? <laughs> so, Roman, where are you at? Hello. Uh, I am in the beautiful Mendocino County of California. Oh, I bet his weathering is awesome. Yeah, dude, it's not smoky here. Fire season seemingly. Oh, shit. I said the word. Sorry, let me knock on some. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Fire good. season. Not a lot of, <laughs> you yeah. get shadow oh, banned. That sounds that too. scary. Oh, goodness. I think well, he didn't want to tempt the demons. I know, I know. I was just messing around because <laughs> we tried to say vaccines. and I just say it all right now. Vaccine, COVID. What stuff gets us in trouble? Oh, just make sure that this doesn't get played anyway. Pe- pedo job. Island. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we could cut that out. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's absolutely beautiful here. It gets up to the 90s still, but super chill at night so you can get all cozy in the cold underneath your uh, sweet panel tin and then wake up and then sweat your beautiful balls off again in the next day perfect yeah. but at least it gets nice and cool at night so that's the that's the key um so yeah, what do you do roman um i am a i'm a horticulturist uh a cultivator of uh of agriculture uh <laughs> here uh we specialize in the cannabis crop out here in northern california um I'm a uh, have a show, a podcast, a co-host on a, a show called Rising from the Ashes, which is a um, we like to call it, you know, all things conspiracy, but a lot of it is like alternative history um, and different human origin stories. Awesome, possibly the correct history. You never know. Yes. And then we got our our man is in the corner. He's not in studio today, but he's here in spirit. What's up, Mark? Mark Steves. What's up? What's up, guys? I'm having uh, a little bit of an issue <clears throat> hearing you guys over there in the studio. It sounds like you guys are podcasting from an igloo or something. <laughs> Either way, I'm happy to be here on uh, Freethinker Society with my homie Romy. Glad to bring him in the fold because I've been talking a lot with him lately, and this is the first time that Roman and I are doing a podcast together. So it's oh nice. I'm glad to be here. Me Great. too, man. Great. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, boys. Roman, so you say um, when you're talking about, you know, alternative histories, do you know anything about uh, Tartaria? Um, I, yeah, I, <laughs> of course, uh, that's what I mean, like one of the main, th- well, not necessarily the main thing that got me spun down the the many threaded rabbit holes of the uh, lost origins of our true nature and true history. Whoa, there's a fly on the camera. Yeah. Can I see that? <laughs> yeah, it's that looks sick. It's cool. Oh, he's getting in it. Uh, yeah, you know, Tartaria is not necessarily my specialty, but I, I follow the works of um, Michelle Gibson a lot and um, and kind of just go with the uh, the intuition, of, you know, given to me through the cosmic fabric. Uh, but, you know, it's it's – new to the to the realm of of you know our our circles and like within the past three to five years it's really been coming up a lot and so you know we're just i I don't know necessarily more than um you know 
anybody else. Well, I don't know. And put it this way: I, 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 I'm pretty. I know a lot of conspiracies and ancient stuff is I love to learn about. And that's really was one of the things that got me really into conspiracies um, after I visited a pyramid structure. Um, but this one, I don't know anything about. So can you like I literally just glanced upon it. I hear everyone talking about it. Can you just give me a little and I don't know if Clint knows anything. Can you just I don't know it? anything. Yeah, it's pretty new. Oh, yeah, it? man. Yeah. All right. All right. Let, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Because Tartaria and Mud Flood are often grouped together. Mm-hmm. Right. You, I like to think of Tartaria as this kind of like flat earth. It's, it's kind of like a blanket term okay. or um, a blanket statement or term that can be used for um, – and mud flood too is like a blanket term. The erasing of history, mm-hmm. the, uh, the suppression of history, and the, uh, and the controlled demolition of humankind to you know the monotheistic powers or whatever. So Tartaria is – a ancient um, empire or uh, civilization of people that were seemingly of the higher vibrational states, um, you know, n- not nefarious, like living within the golden age of Earth um, and within the harmony of the Earth's electrical body and understood physics, ether physics, extracting energy from the ether. Um, and agriculture and, and harmony and, and, you know, the deep, deep understanding of love and, and that spread. And, uh, and so tar- the, why we think Tartaria is being suppressed from our narrative now is, is for the reason to keep us under the mind state that we are nothing but you know, we uh, evolution, we come from apes. That's it. We don't have a higher connection. We don't have this connection to the cosmos. We're here spinning on a ball, you know, so on and so forth. You've heard these things. And, um, it's, it's, but then we find the maps, we find, we find maps, we find buildings under the ground, half covered in debris and mud, uh, all over the world. We find, you know, pyramids, hollowed out mountains, canals river canals and entrances to you know um what people would call the hollow earth right mm-hmm. um and there has been a long long battle to basically suppress those people to um to like basically make extinct these humanoids or hominids or whatever um, that the Tartarians were, whether they were like Nephilim giants or they were, um, you know, Anunnaki spinoff or whatever. Like, but there is very, very evidently huge, like, strides of people going extinct. And those would be considered potentially Tartarians, like ancient people that had a better understanding of like physics that we have now and so like we are getting science suppressed from us Mm -hmm. true understanding of astrology true understanding of uh electrical uh systems on the earth and electrical systems within our consciousness and how we connect that and you know and and basically be magical beings and shit yeah it sounds like it sounds like it's like what we're supposed to be how'd they die the, and what we are, right? Yeah, what Not we even are supposed to be what we what we what truly, we are, truly are, and what we're yes. tapped into, and then obviously, and it would make sense of why we are just in a constant state of fear with the news and the just everything uh, media keeps us in a con- which is the opposite of love. It keeps us in the fear state, which would 
you know, keep that vibration down, which would get us hard to uh, come up with these, you know, to even remember, right? It, it's hard to remember when you're in that, that, that constant state. When you do get into a state of love, I think intuitively, at least for myself, I, I see and have felt all of that stuff that we're supposed to be in that in that realm in that place now with tartaria i gotta ask you uh what what interests me what i just i just read about this was it like a week ago mark when i hit you up um and i've heard everyone talk about it. i just never i just haven't paid attention i've been really busy um and i didn't know much about it but what interests me is when i just skimmed over some of this stuff is it's some of it's like pretty recent right what they think it's it's a lot more recent than like do you love freedom do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA, chemical and fragrance free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. Right? Is that that's what I heard? They like, say that. The most recent mud flood would have happened somewhere between like 1830 and 1850, yeah. and then like the repopulation of places around that time period. That's that's kind of what's in the realm of that. Okay, so the mud floods and so 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 Tartaria is not necessarily um, a civilization. It's more of just, or or not really. Is it some kind of civilization like saying like Mayans, or is it? is it kind of tied in with this whole mud flood thing where mud flood just kind of erased chunks of history? Well, if I could answer that real quick, I think the, the uh, point that Roman made was a great one about how Tartaria has become a catch all term. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to go back and look historically, yes, there have been places that have been called Tartaria. Okay. And it looks like the word tar, tourists and tar you know they all have this sort of negative denotation so i've heard it put that you know the reason why they got called tartarians is because that word tar was kind of like the word bad or no in those days and so they called them like the bad guys you know and it was remembered as like the bad guys and it would be like if we saw the word the bad guys and forgot what that meant you know, and we're like, oh, we're talking about these bad guys when, you know, historically they were just the enemy of the Roman Empire, the French Empire, the Spanish Empire, you know, insert empirical force here, Chinese Empire even, <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, and that's kind of where Tartaria has become a catch-all. But there are some interesting points, you know, connecting to where I live in New Haven, there's something called the Tartary Codex that Andreas Zertis was telling me about on uh, my podcast, and he mentioned it was in Yale. They had this Tartary Codex, and they had no idea what it meant, and it described this whole lost empire. So in a sense, yes, people who are researching it might find things that aren't necessarily Tartarian and label them as Tartarian okay. and other people see that and understand what they mean even though the understanding mm -hmm. is that it's not directly historical Tartaria right you get what I'm saying so yeah, but there once, is there well, is definitely a, a place that had the name Tartaria whether it was given to them or chosen by them okay yeah I but like know. anything else like once they're attacked like uh knights templar or whatever right they just like go underground and change their name so it's not to say that there's still not some semblance of them 
Well, and here's where it's interesting because unlike a group of people that could go underground and change their name, the buildings that were left behind from this Tartarian empire seem to be what most people point to as evidence. And like, especially when it comes to the mud flood, you see like a lot of these really strange buildings that are classical looking and they look like they belong in like, you know, Rome or somewhere in Europe, like a fancy classical looking building in the middle of nowhere. And it's buried up to like the third story. And then there's two stories above the ground. So we just look at it and think like, oh, this is a two story building. Meanwhile, there's five stories altogether. Three of it's underground. So people will mm -hmm. come along and they say, oh, well, maybe this was the result of a cataclysm that buried or submerged this empire the tartarian empire under mud which then hardened into dirt and then people came along later and were like oh what's this and and kind of uncovered it and realized like wow okay we can we can use these buildings too and started digging them out and you know that might tie into the giants thing you know there's all these stories of people finding things in the ground whether it's giants and only giants i think that might be part of the you know hysteria to get people off the trail who knows maybe they're like yeah it's just giant bones you know so people are like oh giants and they never look into it back then and then now yeah. they have to shut up about that because they know well we're like what giants cool tell us more you know yeah. so now they're hiding all of that but i think they're what we're what we're getting at here is that this nation this empire it was either a cataclysm or a war that yeah. destroyed them that's kind of where and then people you know look at certain buildings and say well this might be out of place why is it out of place well it looks like this this and that so it's very subjective there's not a lot of uh okay. concrete you know scholarly look into it but why would we trust the academia or yeah. scholars for a subject like this in the first place well you, ha you have to dig around the outside of mainstream academia to even find the sources of it and then kind of attack it with mainstream after with like a but you have to get a shit ton of research shit ton of evidence and then compare it to mainstream where you can find the loopholes where they kind of connect together but i will say this i think personally i think the you know the roman empire whatever the nefarious natures against grand tartary was uh mainly due to steal their technology because they knew they had this access to um you know the ether energy and they had special technology that they weren't able to fucking come up with so they had to basically brute force take it away and then hold that that technology and keep it suppressed so then they can use it for themselves and things like darpa and under you know and and deep deep state shit that we're dealing with now yeah well, I mean, a lot of that stuff also could come from the Nazis as well, right? With uh, a lot of the technology. But who knows? That's crazy. I, that, it, it, what really what really blew my mind is that we're talking like some people are saying 1800s. That's fucking we're crazy. We're talking, yeah, and we're talking, I don't know if the, the, I mean, not to call you out, Mike, but I don't know if it could be the Nazis in this case because we're talking about, you know, Civil War pre-civil war era technology what we would consider like oh yeah they had cannons you know around no that no time. i know you know i'm saying that i'm saying that that's crazy because we what we did with the nazis what i meant to say is like what well, we definitely took technology say, though, from them but you're saying okay like, yeah yeah that's got it how we always aryans mm -hmm. aryans tartarians 
yeah. as a specific race, right? So like if they were trying to only if if they because Hitler was obsessed with technology and obsessed with science, right? Mm-hmm. And they they had a base, New Schwab land or New Schwaben land out in Antarctica. Yeah, they were. There was a reason why we were going after that. There, there's talk about, and you guys can listen to this. And um, oh shit, uh, Project Veritas did a great episode just a couple couple days ago um, with this with this guy who's another great Tartarian researcher, but kind of saying that um, <laughs> that Hitler and and that whole SS and everybody they were Tartarians because they had act they had Tartarian. Wow. They had the Tartarian technology and they held that technology and that's why they were advanced. Wow. Russia. So Tartaria is supposedly Asia and Russia. That whole area was the original Tartaria, Grand Tartary, but they spread all over the world, seemingly if we're told what, you know, the continents that we know about, right? That we're mm-hmm. given to know about. Uh but um and so I, I just that's you know that's what I fucking revel in a lot is that this ancient fucking crazy amazing ethereal technology has been stolen and ripped and 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 uh, finited and stolen and ripped and finited and now we're at a point where it's been stolen and ripped again and it's been and it's being finited even further down to the to the the deep speculation that we have now as humans like we we break everything down to the smallest molecules that we can of understanding so i could just imagine what is being suppressed from us right now oh yeah it's fucking crazy yeah i think about that all the time man if you just think about something as simple as like a battery right like a battery from the 80s worked better than it does now now obviously it's because we want to throw things away like like the life of them i feel like they lasted longer when i was a kid and i could be wrong but you know, there's certain things that are so simple technology, a battery, tires. In this day and age, we should have things, they should just work forever, but they don't. And we're and it just shows like the type of society that we're in, you know, it's just a throwaway society. Um, but and that's something so simple. So just imagine, you know, being able to teleport. Who knows what we could do? The things that we could do with our minds, the things that we could, you know, working off of just like you said, the energy out in the ethereal. It's crazy. But and I'm sure that DARPA or whoever knows about a lot of this technology, if I had to guess. Um, yeah, man, the stuff that's being suppressed from us, it just it pisses me off. I mean, I, that's weird that you're saying this, uh, Roman. It be- should. It, yeah, because the other day I was just thinking about to myself how, like, it, it seems like if you look for from the 50s to the 90s, was a lot of crazy technology, and it went moved fast, right? But it's like from the 90s, or I would not say, I would not say the 90s, but I would say, like, from 2001 to now, there's some cool shit, but it really hasn't jumped too crazy if you really think about it. Besides looks and maybe like, you know, storage stuff. But technology hasn't, the way, it, if, if you look at, like I said, from the 50s to around the 90s, it's crazy. It's like a whole different world. That was the whole, I mean, it's in part of the MK series that the 50s through the 90s is the MK series before the, what I consider 2001 to be the actual first big kind of split within the, mm. the, uh, the actual focal point of the, the new world order, right? Whatever yeah. we're going to call that. That's yeah. another blanket term. Mm-hmm. But from the 50s to the 90s, directly after World War II to 2001 is the indoctrination period and the inoculation period of 
of basically getting rid of all the older people and generations, brainwashing the middle-aged generations, yeah. brainwashing all the younger generations, the indoctrination periods of cramming shitty products down our throats, mm -hmm. erasing spirituality, the connection to love, pushing atheism, and yep. all this shit. That was all part of the MK series. MK Ultra was expanded beyond. I mean, fuck. I, it's crazy, but I, I, we just doing this shit right here and now is like it just it's a this is the best thing that we can be doing y'all uh just talking about this shit yeah i agree so you're you're saying that's the beginning of mk ultra i like that that's that sounds about right you know i like that so like everybody just thinks of it as acid but really it's just the control in general the news all that stuff mind control yeah yeah more than just the acid uh, Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And that's all anybody equates it to yeah. is acid tests when in reality it's a lot of other things. Because think about how even advertising, like how do they know how to target shit for people so well? Like that's creepy. I may have said this before, but I'll say it again in this podcast. When Once I got to a certain point where the amount of ketamine I've done, when I would be in a in a big <laughs> when I would be in a big hole, right, and I'd sit there, my eyes closed, my wife would be watching TV. I would, and a commercial would come on. I would see, the the energy. I would see like the 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 programming, from commercials especially, right. I Ooh. could just totally see it coming and trying to penetrate me, and I would just zip myself up and kind of block it. But then after doing a bunch, like now I don't do ketamine anymore. I could still, if my like, especially with my if my kids are watching something where I feel like see, I could s totally feel. And almost if I'm in a meditative state, I could see that energy again. That's mm. like there's something that they're putting into your brain. Yeah. And if you ever watch a kid or even sometimes some adults that are not that, uh, you know, awoke that where they watch with their mouth open on the TV, that shit's got something in. I'm telling you, I can't scientifically tell you what it is, but I can tell you through psychedelics. No. I've seen it. <laughs> and they're not telling us, you know, but they know what it is. They're programming shit that way. Like oh. you've heard about music that had messages in it forever, right? There's another one. Yeah, music, right? So here's personal experience. When when I was a Laurel Canyon. Yeah, with the Laurel Canyon thing. I love that. I I, I read that book, uh Strange was it Strange so whatever in Laurel Canyon was amazing. But that blew my fucking mind. I look back now a lot of those those bands, it's like holy shit, I just question all of it. But what I was gonna say about the music is for myself, like when I was listening to a lot of metal my energy was dark and I was always, you know, I'm a free speech person. So I'd be like, fuck these fucking, you know, uh, satanic panic and all that shit. And I'm always going to be for free speech. But that shit got me in a weird vibration when I got a little older and I was into like hardcore rap music, hip hop. It put me in a different I was around. It, it just it, it did something because if you look at my life and then once I got rid of all that stuff and started listening to just, you know, music made by my friends and, and just got rid of all that shit that was put down my throat. My vibration was totally different. That was like the first thing. Roman, you, you, it seemed like you, what do you think about all that stuff? Oh man, I was just going, I was giving you some like back, like for the hardcore hip hop. <laughs> yeah, because you get gun, like, you know, constant gunshots and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that, the music definitely for myself, I could tell you, it changed my energy, it changed my vibe. Like I was, when I was young, I was really into horror films. And now I can't even, if I walk, in a room and someone's watching like walking dead or something i gotta walk out of the room i can't even watch it anymore and i used to just consume that shit and i had it i had a different energy about me and when i first got into the whole like psychedelic thing my trips were a lot different back then than they are now and it was definitely because of where my my head was and where not my head where my vibration was you know and i think that's goes to mk ultra 
just all different types of NK Ultra. I, I can't imagine what a, what a person that's just completely blind, how bombarded they are through everything. I mean, well, this is the stuff we're aware funny, of. It's funny you bring up The Walking Dead because the whole idea of a zombie comes from the mystery school's idea of what an initiate was, right? You get initiated into the secret society and you have uh, induced near-death experience in a cave or in a tomb of some sort. And then the initiate has a whole new lease on life. They're connected with their higher self. They understand that they are not just their body. And then you realize like, oh, wow, I'm living. And everybody else who sees the world as material is dead. And I think now with psychedelics, Mm-hmm. We're being offered that kind of peer into the what the mystery schools would have offered us in the past. You know, we can kind of create it on our own. And these horror movies and hardcore music and all that, I try to avoid it because it's trying, you know, it's trying to get you in that fear state. And Absolutely. I used to love that type of rap music, but I had to just phase it out of my life. I still have the same playlists on Spotify and go back every now and then. But mm-hmm. I just, I, that, I noticed the vibe that it puts me in and it's not a good one. Absolutely, man. When you, when you consume any kind of that media for sure. And then we talk about, you know, we know that advertisers, that's their whole point, right? Is just to suck you in by any means possible. So imagine talk about suppressed technology. Imagine the technology that the advertisers are using. I mean, I know people, th- I'm, I'm probably, I'm fucking crazy, but I've been saying for a while that shit that I think about pops up. And now it's like a meme, right? People, more than just me, are saying, yeah, I just thought about that. I definitely didn't say it. I know we know if we say something, you know, it pops up on your phone. Um, but I'm telling you for myself, I don't know if you guys, I think about shit that I don't say to anybody, and all of a sudden it's it's advertised on my phone. So there is, uh, I can't imagine what kind of technology that is. It freaks me out. I try to think that it's there. But if you just think about, like, the shit the guy was talking about, those waves or whatever those things are that I was seeing when I was in a psychedelic state or ketamine state, I, I believe they're there and I, they're hooking us. And that's just through, you know, so who knows what else we're being bombarded with. You know? Do you think that you actually saw a different frequency? Yes, I know I did. And, you and it's happened quite a few times. Um, it's happened with acid before, too, when I took a heavy dose where I saw the I saw the information going into every I heard and saw the information going to everyone's computers. Uh, into their homes, them like yeah. trans, you know, communicating to other people. I saw, and I, I could in my mind, I could think of the sound right now. I didn't take enough acid, apparently. <laughs> no, I mean it, this was. Uh, this uh, was I a watched a movie, mistake. and for thirty minutes, I thought it was the acid movie, <laughs> and then I realized it was just Cameron Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's electrical okay. waves, you know, especially if it's an electronic device. All it's doing is sending off electrical output Mm -hmm. you know and so like if you yeah if you're like if you're tripping to the point where you can at least like you know comprehend what the fuck's going on and you you see like aura from people or Mm -hmm. you see something basically what you're seeing is you're seeing the electrical output from whatever that is you know that's why you don't see a lot from like quote-unquote inanimate objects or whatever but people you know trees are moving and wavy right because they're it's like it's like you have almost like this outline of you and then you have and it's like it's like color in the spots, you know, it's like where is it going to color in that moment? You know, you're yeah, it's like color it in like this so is your outline of this like tree. The this energy tree aura. Yeah. 
and it just kind of fills itself in whenever you know and it, it's mm-hmm. just constantly moving and breathing that's an interesting that's perspective good, on that that's a good way to put on it on like yeah. the, the visuals that you see because that is kind of a good um you know because everybody's like what you know like it's hard to explain mushroom versus acid i feel like acid's different where you see actually drawn up things for me at least which i only did it once but mushrooms i think i see more of what he's saying where things are kind of like you can see around them and they're kind of yeah moving yeah yeah mushrooms are should most of the times are more visual but it wasn't when i was watching the acid movie with cameron diaz i don't i do not recommend watching movies while <laughs> on any, anyone's listening to this their faces nope. just kept changing i could hear what they were saying either <laughs> oh god um but yeah i mean so seeing this information that that it freaked me out and it's something that I'm telling you, I could be meditating now and somebody's watching TV in in the room and I totally see it. So I don't know what it's like. Garbage. I call it like it's almost like garbage information. It's just like almost like ones and zeros or whatever. It's just some kind of shit. So I don't know, man. I can't imagine. We're as talking- long as you're not free thinking in that moment. Right. As long as you're just bombarded with anything else besides your own thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way I try to the way I try to do, combat it is just kind of put a shield around me and just kind of bounce it off. If I'm in that state, you know, if I'm in a meditative state or if even I'm going to watch something crazy, I try to like almost like we call it zipping myself up and just protecting myself from from that shit. Um, but tell me a little bit about your podcast, mm-hmm. Roman. Yeah. Tell me, like, what do you guys discuss over there? Well, OK. All right. Well, I actually pulled up a whole bunch of other stuff because I'm I'm working on building up a uh, another a solo show. Um, of something that's a passion project of mine. Okay. But it can't, uh, I, I don't want it to get shadow banned and it, it can't really be a conspiracy show. But um, so I'm, I'm working on building a bunch of cases and trying to get a hold of some people, but it's called Oral Morals. Okay. And it's basically um, reminding people about remineralization and the oral microbiome mm. and dental hygiene and the importance and the history of real medicine through you know uh eastern medicine or ayurveda and the actual real medical practices that that help your body balance itself and not necessarily you know uh uh, damage your cells or or go in and 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 just destroy just so it can like recreate some sort of like remain its natural you know homeostasis which is i'm referencing obviously Mm -hmm. western medicine does that petroleum-based medicines do that a lot of time um and so if you guys don't mind i go into a little spiel on the uh, oral microbiome no i'd love to hear about this okay so it blew my fucking mind when i first heard and i was already building up uh cases um for the show i'm trying just to understand the mouth because there's really just so much going on there that i had no idea but basically i you know um i i cook food professionally and I was vegan for a few years and I had a fucking tooth fall out of my mouth, right? It not only fell out of my mouth, it fell out in two different pieces at two different times. It basically slowly rotted out of my mouth from the roots down, right? Mm-hmm. So like I would just pull out half of my tooth um, wow. or spit it out or whatever. And I was just like, I thought I kept great care of my mouth. I was using Sensodyne Pronamel. <laughs> I'm using Collide fucking, you know, um, dental floss. I'm... You know, and I, I, I'm doing it and I'm brushing every so often, but 
um, I, you know, I thought I was doing everything to keep my mouth healthy because, you know, like, Hey, like, you know, I like to kiss my girl, you know, I don't want to, I would like to talk to my friends, you know, I don't want to have bad breath. I, I don't want cavities or whatever. And so when I had a tooth fall out of my mouth and two different pieces, it was quite an awakening moment for me. Um, and here's another thing, boys, I, you know, I'm an anarchist at heart. So it was really hard for me to ever drag myself to the dentist. And so I didn't actually ever go to the dentist. And, um, I basically, uh, after my, my, my tooth fell out, um, I had like this, you know, spot in my gums. It was no, tooth number 31, um, on the chart, on the, on the, on the tooth chart, the tooth body connection chart, uh, tooth number 31, which is the, uh, second molar from the right side. And, there was a black spot just covering the fucking gum area, right? It was black, mm-hmm. kind of like hurt when I put a lot of pressure on it. And I was just like scrubbing it, you know, with a toothbrush and just all the time, just, you know, moving my mouth, moving my mouth, moving my mouth. Got, got to get the plaque out. Got to get the, you know, oh, it feels gross from saliva or something. And um, using Sensodyne Pronamel yet again, right? Um, never really like reading the ingredients on there, yeah. but I knew fluoride's bad, but I, I, I figured, you know, since the ADA, the American Dental Association had it stamped on there. And when I was in fourth grade, the teacher told me, if it has ADA on it, then it's a good product from the American Dental Association. <laughs> and I listened to her because I was in fourth grade. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is my mouth. This is our health. Why would they lie to us about our health? There's no way. <laughs> They would compromise our health because they want us healthy so we can go out and be great members of society, right? <laughs> that was my indoctrinated thought process. Yeah. So um, I started digging into some other uh, alternative um, oral, uh, oral health stuff and oral hygiene. And boy, oh boy, was I just blown. My cap was blown by finding out that everything I was putting in my mouth was actually the cause and the root problem of the issue and of my teeth rotting does out that have anything to do with being vegan or no yeah abso- absolutely it did um i was i was a i was a baker at the time as a head baker at a, an italian bakery mm-hmm. so i was eating a lot of um refined uh you know sugar and flour and then i was vegan so i wasn't getting animal fats and right amounts of calcium or k2 these various central nutrients for your mouth and keeping your teeth which boys let me tell you something that also blew my my cat back because i'm not a dentist i'm not a scientist i'm barely i'm a pseudo researcher within the podcast realm and i i have a curiosity and i love the truth right yeah i was blown away when i found out that teeth are alive they're living they're not like hair they're 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 actually they're not necessarily growing but they're alive and they are not dead by any means you know they have roots on there and it's they're they're working in a symbiotic relationship with your plaque and your saliva which is also living and constantly changing and and the plaque and the saliva in your mouth are actually what keep your mouth healthy so understanding the balance of your plaque in your mouth and your saliva, you can actually keep your mouth as healthy as possible. And the the other amazing thing about the oral microbiome, I mean, compared to the other parts of the body, the oral cavity harbors the most diverse microbiota. And it has been, uh, it's reported that approximately 700 um, prokaryotic species have been identified as resident bacteria in the oral ca- uh, cavity. Uh, and 
100 to 300 of those species can be isolated and cultured and, and tested. Uh, these microbes uh, live and grow on all exposed oral surfaces, such as enamel, exposed cementum, and dentin. Uh, Resident bacteria adhere to the intraoral surfaces via the ever-developing acquired pellicle, as they call it. Uh, and through through these different stages in your mouth, a symbiotic relationship exists between uh, the microbial communities and the host, uh, which in a homeostasis contributes the system. Uh, contrib uh, sorry, contributes to systemic and oral well-being. Right. So basically what that means is when you and your mouth are in balance, your whole body can work and yeah. uh, send out uh, proper anti-inflammatory, you know, chemicals through your blood. It all starts in your mouth. It yeah, all I've starts heard that with. Said. Yeah, the, I've heard that said before. You're diving deeper. And that's fucking amazing. Also uh, interesting it, is that you're supposed to really chew your food up a ton, right? So that digestion actually starts in your mouth, probably because of the amount of, um, you know, bacteria in there. Yeah, I mean, like if you could suck on your food for a fucking half hour, it would probably be the, the most beneficial thing you could do. Um, That's how. But you know, we live in a fast-paced society, so. <laughs> just put it and you know blend it all down yeah no you're you're 100 right i mean it all really starts with our diet and um and i i really highly recommend that after you eat anything just take water and swish it around in your mouth and just try to get any residual um food or whatever it just into your body and out of your mouth because what your mouth is doing after you eat um is it's going to reset itself. It's going to reset the uh, uh, the saliva. It's going to reset the plaque. You just um, ate food. So basically it, it wiped away some plaque. It wiped away saliva. The saliva helps break down and um, transmute the or uh, transmit uh, the food to nutrition, right, and everything mm -hmm. like that. So when you rinse your mouth out with just water after you eat anything, you're going to just speed that process up a lot more, and you can get back – your body can get back to doing it without, like, having to – you know, like you guys remember Osmosis Jones? Yeah. Okay, that that's a great way to look at it. You know, look at your body is kind of how that movie was. Uh, you know, like there there's there's constantly little homies in there just yeah. trying to clean it up. It's like, oh dude, all right, this motherfucker just ate some pumpkin soup. You know, like scrub <laughs> off the walls, scrub off the, the the tonsils. You know, it's it's like that. And when you swish water, you know, water's life, water's everything. When you have nice alkaline water. You can swish it around, but what um, this one of my new favorite, um, and if I'm ranting too much, please no, just tell me to shut up. Uh, but my new favorite little papers I've read was uh, it's called "Role of pH in Remineralization and Dental Diseases" by Martha McComas, mm -hmm. and it's a it's a little bit longer of an article, maybe like three paragraphs. You guys mind if I read it real quick? Go sure. for it. Okay. Um, like I said, role of pH in remineralization and dental diseases. A pivotal report published in 1940 concluded the strongest indicator of caries activity, which is another word for cavities, is the drop in oral pH initiated by the metabolism of dietary sucrose. Now, there is a two-way relationship between diet and oral health. Not only does diet have a systemic effect on the integrity of teeth and the periodontal structures, it also has a significant effect on the composition of the oral biofilm, saliva, 
and the pH of the oral environment. Additionally, diet can have detrimental effects on the heart tissues, leading to caries, lesion, development, and progression. However, it's not just sucrose and fructose that can be readily metabolized by these aciduric pathogens. Diets that include cooked or baked starches that when broken down by saliva become maltose, such as cakes, donuts, bread, provide other excellent food source for this acidic bacteria. Patients whose diet include these highly fermentable carbohydrates face increased risk of developing heart tissue cavities. Individuals with this type of diet typically have an unbalanced oral microflora. This is abundant in resident bacteria with cariogenic traits by producing acids through the metabolism of sucrose, fructose, glucose, maltose. These pathogens have the ability to tolerate and even accelerate an acidic environment desirable for their survival. The relationship between sugar consumption and cavities prevalence prompted the WHO to reduce its recommendations regarding free sugar consumption for the average adult to less than 10% of the daily total intake. Wow. And it, it, it goes on, but man, isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Do you ever try, uh, did you ever try uh, oil pulling? Yes. Uh, and what do you think yes. about it? Yes. It's uh, it, it's. Have you done it? Yeah, I did it for a couple of years. I've stopped doing. What it. oil were you using? I was using uh, MCT or coconut oil. Nice. Yeah, it makes your mouth feel like a champion. After but that, do you huh? think it really works? Like, do you think it is actually? If you read about what you know, I mean, your my mouth felt good, but do you? Th- you know, that's kind of goes hand in hand with what you're saying, right? I think it was like getting rid of a lot of the garbage that's in your mouth and stuff that's you know. Right. I mean, it was, it was supposed to, to strengthen your teeth, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it, well, it's OK. So there's oil pulling has been uh, happening for thousands of years in yeah. India. It started as an Ayurvedic treatment. Mm-hmm. And Ayurveda is the oldest medical treatment that we have documented here on Earth, which is fucking beautiful. And why India is able to pump out some of the smartest and most ingenuitive uh, genius doctors uh, that we have. Um, is because of their just, they're just deep, deep dive into it. So, oh man, Weston Price, he, have you guys heard of the Weston Price Foundation or who Weston Price is? No. Yeah. (laughs) So Weston Price is really cool. And he, um, he actually is all about animal fats. So, you know, in India, they have a large, uh, uh, veg- vegetarian, you know, they're like some of the largest group of vegetarians mm-hmm. in the world or whatever uh, and what have you. Uh, and so the, he re- but he recommends oil pulling with butter. OK. Really? Is that because I thought that was India, crazy. Was with like, ghee? ghee or straight butter? Because I know in India they use a lot of ghee. Uh, oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So sorry, I didn't really d- differentiate that. Uh, Weston Price does ghee, uh, does butter. But in India, they would traditionally use uh, sesame oil. Ses- that was okay, their okay, okay. One as opposed to coconut oil. All right. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Price you know what? Yeah, was like I... having his clients. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You did sesame. I did the sesame. Yeah, I started with the, um, the coconut, and then oh I hell yeah, moved on to the sesame once I, I looked into it more. Um, I went to our Ayurvedic yeah, doctor. I think as well. any of it works though, really. Yeah, I think so too. I think it has to do with the fats, right? Oh, what, what else? 
when I went to that doctor, yeah, was, yeah. that was the and, first and thing so, they did was look into my mouth, you know? It was, it's interesting you're saying uh, that. Uh, first thing they do was just look in your mouth and, it, and all kinds of stuff with that. Um, and right away, the doctor said, yeah. he goes, I could tell right out, right how healthy you, because I thought I was like dying. It was one of those times I thought I was like definitely dying. And he, <laughs> <laughs> and he looked in my mouth and was like, no, you're good. We got to balance you out. But, and I was like, really? That quick? And yeah, it just like made you stick your tongue out. It was like moving things around and it's fucking, it's wild. It's really wild, that type of medicine. Um, you're kind of freaking me out a little bit too because I, I've been a vegetarian now for almost and pretty much vegan, but I, I do have some some uh, some animal products, some eggs and butter and stuff like that every once in a while. But for a couple months, and why did you stop becoming? Why why did you get off the vegan thing? Um. Well, so strictly vegan. Um. Is not necessarily recommended uh, like what you would like, like vegan as hardcore as I was for mm-hmm. a little bit because sometimes I go pretty hardcore into shit. Um, but the trace, um, the trace minerals and different proteins, uh, link proteins and stuff that can be found in animal fat basically is really the most important part. So you can get like obviously full complete proteins through plants, but the fat you can't really. So like lipids aren't really created through a lot of plants and plant fats like avocado fat and or coconut fat Mm -hmm. is uh is it's it's really good but it doesn't have that complete chain connection that animal fats have for you so butter and eggs and fish oil or fish is just the great way you can do it you can maintain a sustainable um you can maintain a sustainable diet without any, you know, harm to animals with, you know, eating eggs and butter. Um, dairy, it's actually can be incredibly sustainable, but we don't do that in our monocropped agricultural system because we're, you know, <laughs> it's funny you're saying that, Roman, right? That's, and so it's funny you're saying that because that is why I wanted, that's why I had to stop was because I had wanted to be involved with the factory farming and the suffering. I just don't want to take it on anymore. Um, so to eat eggs or to eat, fats or i guess fats would be hard unless i know where the animals coming from but our cows being killed in october for our meat yeah i know that you're doing that and you want (laughs) you know (laughs) we bought a cat we bought a quarter of a cow from a farmer right around the corner so we went over and met him and no we (laughs) (laughs) nice um well, the co- local local co-op should have um, some local dairy for you guys too, or, or goat dairy, and that's always a really good option. I think just naturally. Oh, there's something else that was really fucking mind blowing that I heard. Uh, so every time you ingest sugar in the form of like carbohydrate breakdown and or especially refined sugar. What it does and, and what minerals play in your body is when you put in toxins like sugar. Um, especially refined sugar and stuff like that and in a large amount like we do here in America. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thanks for that, you fucks. Uh, it basically takes a lot of minerals in your body to process um, to process that. So every time you have sugar, it's going to rip away calcium or it's going to use a lot of calcium and magnesium and zinc to basically convert that sugar into something usable for your body and that's why we're minerally deficient a lot of times is because 
through we're not balancing it so like you can have sugar there's not a problem with that you can have fruit you can have these things but are we rebalancing it with the proper minerals that we're going to need to in order to digest it right and that's really the understanding of balance and that's where the understanding of nutrition comes in and that's what i want aura morals to be about mm, i want boom. regular stoner people like myself to be able to tap in and just understand how to quickly take away nutritional information well also, roman i know you gotta i know you have to get out of here soon so let me ask you something real quick for our listeners what are some things they can do to to get it going for the stoners and because we got a lot of stoners on this that listen here oh thank god i love you all for and enjoying the cannabis um so uh yeah like i said earlier the most important part would be to um after you eat consciously hopefully whatever Mm -hmm. you know even if you don't um swig your mouth out with water Mm -hmm. um just you know through your teeth um get a really nice type of salt because that is a really quick electrolyte and how to remineralize your mouth very quickly I was just gonna I ask keep you salt that. in my bag wherever i go what ti- what type Cell like salts baby um pink himalayan salt redmond real salt is pretty yeah pink himalayan salt i just found this celtic uh salt a big ass jar of it for five bucks like unrefined atlantic sea salt or if you live next to the coast, be a fucking G, go out to the ocean, get a pot of it, boil it down, mm-hmm. and re- create your own saline uh, uh, mineral solution. And you can do that, and then you can add um, other fun stuff in there. Um, now, you get just rid add that into your, your water, Roman? Yeah, yeah, add that to your water. But you don't really want to swallow it. You can just use it to swig your mouth out. It's almost like a gotcha, you can make a gotcha. mouthwash out of ocean water. Well, um, you you might not want to do that if you live in New Jersey, but everywhere else, <laughs> everywhere else. That's what I was thinking. I don't think I want Jersey Shore water. Is it nasty out there or what? No, yeah, it's kind of gnarly. That's, no, the ocean, You'd have condoms in nah, it. The ocean's so beautiful here. <laughs> no, for real. It really is. Um, no, I, I, I talk. I'm on Long Island Sound. So I do... <laughs> I, I do like pink Himalayan salt, but I drink it. I don't even uh, as well. Like I don't even have sports drinks anymore. And I used to have a huge dehydration problem. Um, yep. So that's all I I'll have like a big glass in the in the morning. And then I actually put at least a little bit in my water and then it tastes like mineral water. Hint, hint. Yeah, and then dog. it's easier to drink all day. Mm-hmm. Um, what else were you were bringing something else up that I was uh, on? Oh, oh okay. The minerals and processing stuff. The other thing people don't realize is that you're going to burn extra minerals processing all of your alcohol, all of your medication, all of that stuff. And the RDAs, the recommended daily allowances of vitamins and minerals, are made for healthy people that are not taking all this stuff. So you need to take Mm -hmm. way more than whatever the RDA is to keep yourself even if you're in a scenario where you're making yourself deficient. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. 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 Like, and that's a funny thing too about like the food pyramid or these RDAs, like these kind of like they're ancient cultures um, and ancient medicine practices have recognized that there's different body types. And through the Western medicinal uh, 
culture, we, we don't recognize these different body types. So in Ayurveda, there's three different body types, right? Mm -hmm. But what that means is like these RDAs, like you're saying, doesn't, doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. The fucking, uh, food pyramid, which is complete bullshit and fucking materialized for marketing purposes Mm -hmm. is obviously not for fucking everybody. Like my ass is so fucking like, I have such a slow metabolism. I eat anything. I'm, I'm gaining that weight, bro. Like I, it's, I just can't. I have to work so hard to keep uh, weight off, you know, and so that means I have a very different body type than. Yeah. Well, Mark, aren't you like six five over there and like hard to put on weight, probably? Six eight, feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually switched exactly. to mainly. Me and Mike have the exact opposite diets going on right now. I'm taking all uh, organ meat supplements and um, eating tons of steak and liver chip like treats and uh we're buying a grass-fed uh cow and i'm like at eight percent body fat with probably the most muscle i've ever carried at that being that lean and i just i don't starve myself i'll eat enough steak till i'm fucking full and then that's it and in the morning i have lots of bacon and eggs roman i know you gotta go let's talk let's talk about this because this is interesting i want to talk to you about this because I'm getting fatter by doing this, but spiritually, <laughs> I feel good. Roman, I know you got to get out of here. Thank you yeah. so much. Uh, where yeah. could where could our listeners find you? Oh shit! Alt Media United forward slash Rising from the Ashes, baby. Check it out. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on here, man. Hell yeah! Thank you, boys. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Clint. No Thank problem, you, Roman. Bro. Great to meet you. All right. So you're talking yeah. about the fucking how you right. I know what you're saying is correct because when I ate only meat, when I pretty much did the Owsley Stanley diet, yeah. you know, one of my idols in life, the, if anyone knows who that is, it's a guy who created you know, the sunshine and all the acid for the Grateful Dead. He even created the, you know, bear was his He name. was a... Uh... He only <laughs> allowed anyone, if you lived in his house, like it was just meat. You uh-huh. only could eat meat. And I lived that way for a while where I only ate pretty much meat. Yep. Like Atkins, but not, you know, like one of those fat fuck type Atkins things. Right. Like I ate you know, healthy, just carnivore, right? It's called carnivore. Right. I ate like or that. Or paleo or yeah. whatever. So I don't really I follow anything super hard. So check this out. This is funny how this happened. It happened intuitively. I was actually had a hamburger. It was one of my places. It was just a hamburger place. It was a grass-fed mm-hmm. hamburger place I had. Um, and I had no help, kind of like it is right. I had no help, so I was working in the front. So I didn't want to eat the bread because I knew the bread would get me fat. So I'd have like maybe an hour a day so i was fasting before so this all happened just by accident right. so i was fasting and all i would eat was like a bacon blue cheeseburger with no bun every day and all of a sudden i started getting shredded yeah like a month goes by or whatever and i'm like and i'm thinking to myself i'm not because then i just go to sleep right it would be i'd be so tired at night i'm like i don't even yeah. want to eat anything just go to bed and i found out like i'm eating and then all of a sudden you start hearing about podcasts and stuff they're talking about fasting yeah, and, intermittent and later fasting. on yeah later on and i'm like i'm intermittent fasting and then later on they start talking about um this pelly or not pelly you just said carnivore or whatever right and i'm like i'm doing this by default and i brain function everything was just amazing yeah. and then i started feeding myself more right i'd work out and have like like what you're doing right i was doing the organ meats i had friends that were hunters so i was getting all the extra organs and things like that and doing well now it. it's easier i'm taking supplements that's just organs yeah you so told me about this I'm i know where you're at couple yeah so yeah, I'm fucking ripped right now, no, you dude, are. and I don't even do anything crazy. And you, you are, and well, I, and I remember being. I like was that. away for a month, uh, whatever, three weeks, and I'm leaner than when I left. And I did. I rode three, 
we did like 10 jumps three times a day, two, three times a day, and that was it. Yeah, but check it out. So here's the thing. And now I'm fat as fuck right now. My pants don't fit. Okay, me. so here's the thing that I've where we I've been diving into, and I'm obviously not the founder of this. The one doctor, uh, Paul Saladino, who's like carnivore MD, he actually makes the supplements. But so he pointed out that um, they were having discussion about seed oils, and they think that most of this stuff is coming from seed oils. And the issue is that uh, it's like linoleic acid or something. Uh, I totally butchered that, but that's fine. It's a it's a seed oil, but it's a omega six, and they've lumped it in with LDL. So now that's why the LDL is bad cholesterol, but they've lumped that in, and that's why those numbers are so high. But that seed oil, besides doing that, it um would be basically you would be eating seeds. This is the theory at the end of the year, at fall mm -hmm. when they become ripe. So that's telling your body like, hey, it's fall. We need to try to put on as much weight as possible. Yeah. Whereas if you're eating meat and you're eating the fats from meat, your body's like, oh, we just made a kill. We're in abundance. We don't need to hold on to all this fat. So it's the different. It's not just fats. It's the different types of fats. Yeah. And I agree with it. And I think it. I, and it's, it's amazing. But here's my so dilemma. You could my come dilemma up is after and I just have one kill, journey, one cow killed and then eat off of that cow for, guess you're right. you know, so however long. Let me just say for the listeners, because we talk about this a lot. So they understand. So with when I was away this uh, whatever, July or August, I had a serious, you know, experience. And I was like, if for me to for me to be the best human I could be, I need to end the suffering of animals. Because if you guys knew what really goes on behind the scenes of factory farming, it's disgusting. It's fucked up. And I figured what I got from this information was like, I got to just become vegetarian immediately um, because that will just help my vibration. I just can't take on, you know, meats, especially from tortured animals. So well, Clint, Clint knows this. That's why I'm just bringing it to speed. So it's not just an inside conversation. You're saying... And when I first came home, I said, no, no, no. You asked me about the cow. And I'm like, no. But now that I'm gaining weight and I'm realizing, all right, this is not. I, and I hear other vegans and vegetarians say about. That's why I just like I, the last couple of days I decided I'm eating eggs. Because yeah. I know eggs are healthy. Yep. And I got really healthy eggs from a guy who, you know, so I know they're good. They're not tortured animals, right? Um, But now I got to worry about my own well-being because I could feel that. I don't feel good with yeah. all these breads. And, and, like yeah. this, and Roman was saying, I'm the body type where will blow up yo you and me both you know That's blow the up thing. from the car <clears throat> there was a point in time i can i was like i'm gonna be a fat italian guy oh, like, really? this is how it's gonna be yeah because i only L know you like jack long time ago yeah like in my 20s you know i was like well i guess this is it i'm gonna be a bald fat italian guy <laughs> <laughs> and then um actually somebody uh from a canadian motocross racer i was going to the gym so after I stopped racing, I started doing freestyle. I totally stopped going to the gym. Mm -hmm. We traveled eight, whatever, Fridays or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. You know, All like chilies, whatever. Um, and then at 26, I was 196 pounds. And then I started working out. A racer from Canada came down and he was like, hey, if you want to like basically have more energy all day, um, you know how when you wake up in the morning and you keep going back to sleep, He's like, that'll be gone. You won't get this and that. 
So he was like, you got to get rid of sugar. So then he was like, first six ingredients can't have sugar in it or yeah. fructose, glucose, whatever. Yeah, all blah, 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 all it's the, even worse. The high fructose is even worse than sugar cane. And um, I think that this was, you know, I'm 26, so it's 2006. So this is the we're not bombarded with seed oils quite yet. I don't think I'm sure it was going on, but it's not quite to the point it is now. Um, but I think that now it's just a long ingredients list and you got to find stuff that don't have those. Well, you shouldn't long be eating it. You should be eating whole foods regardless. Right? right. Well, that's the point. But nobody knows that. Like they see all this shit that's advertised healthy, you know, yeah. and that's all the bread. And, you know, that's the thing The the like you said, like for vegetarians, every single protein has a bunch of carbs in it. Right. Beans. Yeah. Like what? What else is a pro a vegetable protein? Like all of it has carbs in it, like a ton. It's and all you don't it's have the all, animal I mean, fat. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna eat vegetarian, yeah, or or now I have friends that are. I have a friend who's jacked, and he's a ve- he's a raw vegan. What the fuck's that mean? So he just pretty much just eats raw vegetables and the raw oh, salads, okay. but he lives, you know, in the by the Amazon. Right. And. Some of the, you know, he's not indigenous, but some of the people that he messes with that are, when I talk to them, they, it's interesting, man. They just eat intuitively. Right. If a bird comes through or something, they're yeah. going to have that. But for the most part, they're eating coconuts and they're eating things that they just right. find. But it's like if an animal comes through, that's what they're going to have. And that's why they're all jacked and ripped up right. because they're just eating kind of like what you're saying. You just eat. What you come across. I mean, that's the thing. I also believe that um, we're probably supposed to like we you were talking about the fasting thing mm-hmm. so that for people that don't know like fasting does a a lot more than just restricting calories it gives your body time to produce hormones detoxify like do a bunch of things that it doesn't have time to do when it's concentrating on digesting all the time yeah and we just bombard it uh 24 7 with shit to digest especially when you just eat all day and then you eat before you go to sleep and your body's like it doesn't have time to produce hormones or do fucking anything else Mm -hmm. and i think you're supposed to go through times of fasting i also think that intuitively now you know if you lived on this continent way back when you would have probably eaten a shitload of berries one time of year. Yeah. You know, you would have eaten an abundance of certain things at yes. certain points. And I think you, that flooding of nutrients is probably good and something we're missing as well. You know, like and we're just not eating along the schedules that we would normally eat or the things we would normally eat. And it's like absolutely. Man. We're just and then we're bombarded with light and yeah chemicals and everything else everything else everybody thinks that they should be tired i mean one of the visions that i had when i was uh in this experience was how it's just too fucking easy how you just drive up to any window anywhere from from here to my way home there's probably 20 places at any given time they never close you just drive to a window and get a bag of meat well, now you can just go on your phone and send a message and well, shit will right. show up you at your door. You can even do that, right? So it's just too I, fucking I think you easy. shouldn't be able to have like uh, McDonald's delivered to your house. Like certain places, they should be like, no, you got to at least leave the fucking house. Clint, you got to at least drive there. Clint, do you know that we're in a pandemic? There's a virus drive. out there that's killing people. You could stand outside the place. Okay. So you There's gotta a virus. So that Uber yourself. driver, he could risk it. Dude, I like that the health the health um, advice that they give you the health advice that like what was it Michelle Obama had that um, health initiative thing and it was just like or whoever did it I think that's who it was 
it was just like balance what you eat with what you do that was literally the advice for getting healthy i was like this is the most vague fucking advice i've ever heard in my life if you paid a trainer and that's what they told you you'd be like fucking livid about it i think i listened to her advice for a while i think you haven't fucking explained anything you know like i only (laughs) had one soda today yeah Exactly. I lived. I think she's the one who taught me how to get. You know, that's why. Like, I oh, I walked. Out. I deserve a soda. Doesn't Big Nick have a joke like that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, oh man, what a fuck! I, you, you're kind of convincing me to get, start eating meat again. I, the, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing between my two buddies right now. They're both meat eaters. James. What? James. Wait, wait, what do you mean, James? James. What about James? He's going meat too. No, I'm saying my two buddies on the screen. Oh, Mark I know, but Clint. James too. Oh, he ever any of my friends have been making fun of me about this. <laughs> no, well, I talked to him about. It. He's like, I'm going carnivore for 30 days, and we started going back and forth. And he was like, you know, Mike's vegan or whatever. And I go, yeah, I know. I've been giving him a hard time. He no, goes, but I'm telling he you, he goes, good, me too. <laughs> but I, I mean, <laughs> get it. I get it that there's like, there, there's you like, could do what you want. I don't care. I'm. I just like to mess with you. You would fuck with me as well. But. It, 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 listen, I want to fuck with myself, but literally when I go to make cook meat for my kids, I get grossed out. Like, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't want to eat meat yes, is the do. problem. I don't. Yes, you do. I also don't want this fucking gut and these tits right now either, <laughs> though. You know, I'm trying to get, and I feel like that's all that's happening is that I'm just getting bigger tits by eating fucking meat. <laughs> but I'm not like, you know. Do you want to go? You could still go up and visit the cow. Make sure that he's got a take care good of it. life before they slaughter him. I want to. I want to know the guy that's going to slaughter him. The one that's going to slaughter him. Yeah, I need to know this guy. Make sure he's fucking nice and he's not some weirdo. He's going to be real nice to the animal. I don't know who's going to. I don't think the <laughs> farmer is going to slaughter him. He seemed nice though. He was an older <laughs> dude. They were in the field across the street eating grass, bro. I don't know, man. Do you want to shoot it yourself? I was thinking about catching my own fish and eating that. Let's just go up and shoot the cow. (laughs) That way you know that it was done humanely. When I was in culinary school, (laughs) we were in some kind of uh, butchering type class, whatever. Remember when they used to roll the fucking TV into the classroom? So we knew it was one of those days. All of a sudden, they're rolling the TV in. And we're like, oh, it's going to be one of these days. Fucking chef doesn't tell us anything. Just hits play, right? It's just chickens being so, killed. No, it's, just, <laughs> it's a farmer. He's just petting this cow, and he's pointing to every part of the body. He's telling you, so you're learning about, right? And he's like, "This part is." And then he I, shoots. Dude, it. I swear to God, he pulls a fucking gu- pistol out of his back pocket while he's still talking. Shoots it right in the head. Right in the head. Ba bang! The girls are screaming. I'm fucking traumatized. Everyone's traumatized. We're like, "What the fuck did we just watch?" So like, this is where your meat comes from, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, your chefs like we're killing all kinds of shit. But yeah, and then you're butchering it up. Like, come on. You can at least tell us, hey, you're going to watch a snuff film. <laughs> Nothing. Just put it on. Oh, we're going to learn about fucking beef today. And the poor thing got shot in the head. Well. I mean, it's probably the probably a nicer way than what goes on those factory farms. Yeah, exactly. There's some sick fucks that work there. I just, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I just feel like. <laughs> I'm I like, just, what are they doing? Fucking just, them? Yeah, their th- face to death? Are, like, man. what is going on? I think they're really sick fucks. I mean, I don't there. think it's so necessarily. I mean, I don't know. 
you know, it was like, oh, they go in there scared. I don't know. They're in the fact they're in the Definitely. building all day. Like, I don't no. know that that day they're any more scared than they are the day before. But I think it's their whole life, right? Yeah, that they're just petrified. Yeah, and nervous, exactly. And you're taking those. You're going to take all that hormones. Exactly. It's not good. Yeah, negative Regardless, hormones, and cortisol. Yeah. Or we're talking about energy, negative cow-dizol. energy, cortisol. Exactly. Cowdazol. <laughs> yeah, that's cow-dizol. negative cows feeling. Definitely cowdazol. All right, this is getting off the rails. <laughs> Mark, thank you. I wish I can't wait to see you in person, man. Yeah, I got to come back down soon. I'll be there. Um, I'll show you my new mixer. Bring this thing down. Fuck yeah. We um when we get off air, I'll talk to you about some other stuff. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm sorry, uh, Clint's been at the circus for a while. He's been uh, he's he's uh, swallowing swords in the circus and uh, meat swords. So we we don't have him around much. So it's been a little slow. No, we're doing state fairs. So if any of you guys are in um, South Carolina in uh, the end of o- middle to end of October, I think we're doing Sumner, Florence. And someplace else right there. Go to Ringling Brothers and Barley Bears. No, go to the state, go to the fairs. Look for Cycle Circus Live. And, um. (laughs) You said it's not the circus. (laughs) It's a cycle circus. No. (laughs) See, you're confused. They're circus people. Well, you always call them carnies. I said they're not oh, carnies. That's what I said. You're right. You're right. I'm I sorry. said circus people are above carnies. You're right. Sorry, I call carnies, you carnies. I'm sorry. But we're, they're just higher up on the performance list. Gotcha. I don't know where I fall in that because I did do monster trucks for a long time. So maybe that's carnies. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm part of whatever circus fucking is hiring. It's good. What do you guys got? All right. No. Um,. <clears throat> Yeah, go to tiffscomedy.com. You got a lot of good comedy shows coming up here. If you totally in, forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, if you're in New Jersey, October is going to be crazy. Just check it out. Um, I'll be here. No, I won't for most of it. So you guys are lucky. If you come in October, you miss me. <laughs> All right, thank you so All much. Right, later.